Hello everyone, I'm Sawan, mechanical engineer, and this is If It Is Stupid, But It Works, your podcast about little details in engineering, general engineering, mechanical engineering, aerospace engineering, any kind of engineering if it is important enough or small but troublesome enough to be contained in a small podcast is going to be here sooner or later. First of all, I think I I need to give you an apology. Last episode, uh, I mentioned I will make another episode before going on holidays, and that was not the case. I'm really sorry. In the end, uh, I've got in the way, and holidays were really nice, so I just studied a little bit more. However, I'm finally back. This is the second season of my podcast, and I hope this time I can bring you more things, more interesting details to share with you. And I will try to change the podcast a little bit. I will try to make it a little bit longer. I know some previous episodes were around, let's say, seven minutes, I think is the shortest one. I will move more towards the 10 minutes, 15 minutes at least. If possible, I will make it longer. I think uh, it is not worth it when the, the episode of a podcast is really small and you just play it and when you finish play uh, clicking on the start button it is already over so let's give it a little bit more time i will try to also make a little bit of better podcast with it because in the end uh, i just hope you enjoy and i don't want you to finish with the fun when you already start also i want to keep it still short i can explain the little details and little time Let's uh, let's make it like intense. Let's make it intense but fun. It's something that I'm still working on it. Let's see how it goes in a few episodes after uh, this first episode of the second season. Anyhow, I hope you enjoy. Let's go. what I bring to you is something really small, something you have seen all around but do you know how it works? And I have uh, talked about it in the past, I will talk probably in the future again and well, let's say that uh, again you are building an IKEA furniture, I really like that uh, as an example as you can see or here. And well, you look at the IKEA furniture you are mounting a shelf on top of a wall and you use a bolt and you just, you know, tighten it with some torque, some force on it and it will hold two pieces of uh, furniture or the furniture to the wall together and you are like, okay, easy, easy, let's, uh, let's move on. But do you know how it works? Have you ever stopped to think and it's like, okay, well, we have this thread, there is a thread in the other side, okay, yes roll one into each other and that's everything right yeah well if you simplify it it is true that is everything and that uh, is something really simple we have been using it as humanity for a long long time 
But uh, the moment you start to dig into the information on how it works, how it actually really works, it is really big. It is really, really big. So the first thing that uh, you should clarify is the simple, basic model how it works. Basically, you will have two pieces of you two things you want to clamp together. Say the, the shelf and the wall, and it's really easy. You just want them to stick together. Okay, how do you do it? You need a force that is going to be clamping them together. How do you regenerate that? That's okay. Then you put a bolt in between. Okay, but the bolt is not going to do everything, right? That's why we have uh, nails. Yep, true, but uh, bolts are more convenient usually. And uh, they have uh, something extra. They have all that thread that goes all around that is going to engage with the other and it's going to push it. And when you push it, uh, they will be maintained together via friction. Okay, you, that way you are clamping them together. But uh, now comes uh, the question. How much force should we use to clamp them together? Yeah, well, this is where it's just to calculate how the weight of the part you want to hang on the other and give it some extra just for safety and put it all together. Fine. But then uh, you say, okay, how do I generate this force with a bolt? The bolt is rotating and I need the force along the axis. Well, in order to calculate the force along the axis, that is what is going to be called the preload, you need to calculate the torque. And I think this is the easiest way to approach the understanding of how everything works. The torque in a bolt, I'm going to give you right away the formula, is going to be the preload times the nominal diameter times the nut, nut factor divided by a thousand. Okay, so what do we have there? I'm going to start with the easy part and then I will <laughs> I will continue with the hardest explanation of how it really works. The nominal diameter. I think that's uh, really easy. You have a bolt of a certain size. Uh, it is not exactly just a flat cut of uh, the diameter of the bolt, but well, you, you can start with that. It's going to give you uh, enough approximation. In some cases, if you need to go like into really, really special bolts, it really uh, special conditions of working. You will need the nominal diameter as such. But for now, let's say it's just okay. Uh, M6, give it a 6 millimeters. Good enough. Uh, then you have the nut factor. That uh, what is the nut? Is the part where it is going to be threaded at your your bolt. Okay. So with that, uh, you are just going to you know, give uh, some materials. Uh, give uh, if it is oil, if you are, uh, if uh, if it is uh, aluminium or steel, that's everything. You know, they just uh, it is working on friction, so friction should be somewhere, and it is in this value. Easy. And the last one is a preload. And what is happening? The preload. The preload is uh, where everything is. So the bolt is going to be a stretch. By two parts because it is going to work as a spring and this is the beauty this is the little thing that is going to change uh, the way you understand the bolt it is going to work as a spring 
asymptotal uh, bolt spring and you say okay but that doesn't make a lot of sense right uh, how a bolt works as a spring that's because uh, the material uh, the properties of a material when you are stretching let's say a metal is the easiest way to, to say it when you stretch it if uh, you don't let's say uh, share it apart or break it most likely is that the metal will come back to its regular position the easiest way to do it is, is if you have a sheet metal around around you you just you know bend it a little bit with the hand and it will spring back the bolt is working the same way you are stretching it along the axis when you remove it it will spring back it is true that in certain occasions the bolt is not going to be the same so you have to replace it also bolts are really really easy uh, to to find and to usually to find and really cheap in general depending on material and blah 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 but in general you can just replace it so that's why in some industries it is preferred just to replace but you can use it again right you're mounting your ikea uh, furniture you just remove uh, one bolt because it was not uh, in the right position and you just mount it uh, somewhere else okay so now the uh, we have clarified already the bolt is working as a spring and the other two parts of uh, materials that you want to clamp together are also working as uh, two springs and these two parts let's imagine that you have the springs that they want to get uh, away from each other most likely because uh, going back to the example of the of the shelf you are putting it on the wall it's going to fold right that's that's how it really works so if we let's take the abstraction that you say that these two are two springs that are repairing each other because the shelf want to go to the floor because of gravity you need a spring that we will unite them together okay that the spring is going to be the bolt and what about the the torque well the torque the preload sorry the torque is going to be part, uh, the preload is going to be part of the torque then the preload is uh, the amount of force you have to apply to your bolt your spring to hold the other two springs together i'm seeing two springs but could be more so don't, don't get uh, lost into details and that way is uh, is uh, the, the, the easiest way to explain the how it works but now we can go a little bit uh, further away how do you generate all the force that you need in your pillow? Easy. You have be you see all the thread. You have uh, all this cut out al along the the axis of the bolt, and you see that well that is going to engage uh, with something else that is on the other side on your nut, for example. And in there, what you are going to do is they are going to engage with one with the other, and they are going to have some friction, depending on the slow the number of uh, turns per per um, millimeters that the bolt advance when you turn it around they are going to have uh, different uh, different behaviors they are going to have uh, different forces but okay you can calculate with that so they will start to strip each other uh, well actually push one against the, the each other and the bolt is going to start to be pulled apart a little bit uh, it's most likely something that even if you have a cutout of the bolt, you won't be able to see. But the force is going to be there. Okay, so that force, uh, the bolt 
obviously it wants to go back to its original position. And that uh, going back to the original position is what is going to make your ball generate jet preload. And that is what's going to be pushing to your two items that you want to clamp together. It has a lot of things into it. For example, under the head of the bolt, you are going to have a cone, let's say, of forces that is, well, your bolt is uh, pushing from the top and from the bottom. And in the middle, you have the force distribution of the force that you are using as a preload. So that is, can create uh, some issues. For example, everyone has seen it. Most likely, if you are bolting into wood, you could see that sometimes uh, if you push the bolt too hard, it's starting to break the wood apart. And that is what is happening. Your preload is too big for the strength of the, of the wood. And that is going to break it. Another thing that is important, and for example, with the, with the wood, is really easy to break the wood before the bolt. But that is not always the case. Sometimes, when you are applying too much torque in a bolt that is uh, bolting into metal, the bolt is going to break before the metal does. And that's why when you are calculating the torque, for example, give it a little bit of margin. Can be a 25%, can be a 20%. If it is really, really important, but uh, the bolt that you choose or you have available is not that good, or you can find something better, you can go to a 90%. But remember that if you... A 90% of what? A 90% of the maximum force the bolt can withstand. What is that? Well, you have the, the force that you can apply to a material, right? You have all these curves of uh, deformation that uh, tells you, okay, if uh, the bolt uh, first is uh, linear, the, the apply, you're applying the force and the material is going to back to its place, but up to some certain point it's going to start to deformate, but then the bolt uh, could more or less handle it. And that is going to, at some point, break. Easy. The easiest way is uh, to compare it again to a spring. You start to pull the spring, and it will come back. If you pull it too hard, you could be it could be deformed, but uh, it could be partially coming back uh, into what it was. But if you pull it really, really hard, it will break. So you are doing the same to the bolt. They say that you want to have a safe safety margin, so you don't pull it apart too much. In some cases, for example, the 90%, you are going to get really close to it, but you should never try to surpass it, or you will break the bolt, or yeah, it's which is never nice and it's not not going to work really. And another thing is that, well, actually, uh, when you are applying torque, there is not much useful preload that you are applying. For example, do you remember when I said the formula of the torque? It is preload times nominal diameter, times the nut factor, divided by a thousand. Why so? Well, because the actually the, the useful preload in a normal bolt could be around 10%. Most of it is going to be of the, into the friction of the thread of the nut. And that is going to take away partially big portion of the force of your bolt. Then not everything is, uh, or not all the force is going to be there. So you have to also take into account that your forces can not exactly be be what you were expecting for. 
However, bolts are really well studied within the industry. Within the industry, we use them everywhere, and the, one of the reasons is that you can remove them easily, they are cheap, and also the other reason is that you can control the force in some cases at really high points. For example, if you control the force by hand, you have a big uncertainty. But you have tools and you have uh, processes and uh, sensors that will allow you to set uh, a bolt at 1% of the theoretically possible uh, value. Or in other words, the tolerance is going to be 1% of uh, what you wanted to achieve, which is honestly really good and that can really help you uh, to make uh, better designs. Thank you everyone, I hope uh, you have enjoyed this episode. Uh, I think it's a really simple, really simple design. As I said, uh, I think the first time the, the, the bolts were found uh, was at least uh, more than 2000 years ago, which is uh, interesting because we have been using it for long and we haven't understood them well enough until easily 200 uh, years ago, which is okay. It is uh, something. But anyhow, I hope uh, it was not too heavy. I think uh, this small detail can help you to make uh, better designs in the future. Be <laughs> to, to know what what are you doing when you're putting a, a bolt, uh, for example, in furniture assembly or <laughs> again, or uh, mechanical uh, changes on your car or stuff like that. You know, some, sometimes it's good to know what you are doing even the smallest details sometimes have the uh, greater consequences. If your preload is not well enough defined, well, you could have a <laughs> huge problem. So then can fell off while you are trying. Anyhow, thank you again. I hope uh, you have enjoyed. Please follow me on Instagram. I will publish my episodes in iTunes, in Spotify, uh, in other platforms as well. So you can follow me there. I'm really happy if you can leave me a comment, give me a like, listen to my episode and comment. This is not really good, or this can be improved, or even better. Thank you. You really give me the gave me the information I needed. And of course, uh, if you share it, even better. But as always, I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye bye.